If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth experience. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Well, hi there. Welcome to episode 31 of the Fitness Mama podcast. In this episode, I answer a question I get asked really commonly. How do I fix my abdominal muscle separation? So if you're pregnant or perhaps you're struggling to recover after birth physically, Stick around because this episode is for you. We will discuss what is an abdominal muscle separation and what are some other terms that are commonly used. How do I help with my recovery and when to seek help? So I am your host, Kath Bequee. I'm a mum of three young girls, a physiotherapist for women, and I have an online community, Fitness Mama, which helps to provide pregnant and new mothers with the exercises, support, and resources they need to move from the overwhelm, the physical aches and pains of pregnancy, the weakness felt after birth. And instead, we replace that with the comfort and confidence they need to get their bodies and minds strong again so that they can get back to doing what they love with a bubba by their side, whether or not that's running around with the kids at the park or running the next marathon. So before I do jump into this episode, I want to let you know that I have developed a short, quick quiz to help you work out what your pregnancy and postnatal challenges are. It's fun. It's quick. And you get access to some really helpful information to really help you with where you're at in your pregnancy or motherhood journey. So simply head to fitnessmama.com forward slash quiz. That's F-I-T-N-E-S-T-M-A-M-A dot com forward slash quiz. All right, let's get into this episode. So Diastasis rectus abdominis. How can I help to manage my abdominal muscle separation? So what's an abdominal muscle separation? There's a lot of terms you might hear. Abdominal muscle separation I've used because it's probably the most commonly recognized term, but you might also hear rectus abdominis diastasis or diastasis recti, or you might hear the word DRAM, which stands for diastasis rectus abdominal muscle. You might even hear people talking about their split tummy muscles. So there's lots of terms. And effectively, what is a diastasis recti? So effectively, it's the stretching of the linear alba. And your linear alba is that connective tissue that sits at the center of your abdomen. And it connects your rectus abdominis. So it's a ligament in the middle of your tummy muscles, to put it really simply. And it's hard. I know this is a podcast and I would love to be showing you a diagram right now. But you can have different types or different sorts of diastasis recti. So sometimes you might just have a slight widening above your belly button. Sometimes it might be below your belly button. Sometimes it might be along the full length of that ligament. The first thing I want to say, it's really common. So all women by the end of their pregnancy do have some degree of a diastasis. Everything needs to stretch, right? You've got a baby in there when you're pregnant. So it's super common. 
supernatural and there's certainly some things which I believe we can do to help control or manage it but then there's also things that we can't control so I like to say there's controllables and there's non-controllables so let's first of all go through the non-controllables what might cause diastasis or what might contribute to a diastasis the first thing as I said is your baby growth so the growth of your baby especially if you've had twins or triplets you can imagine you'd have much larger diastasis than if you've got a smaller bump also hormonal changes can definitely impact diastasis genetics might definitely contribute so if you know that your mum had a large diastasis and maybe your auntie did you might have that family history and maybe this is one of the uncontrollables in your situation and then I've also got on the list weight changes so to a certain degree weight changes are uncontrollable we all do gain weight but we also need to make sure our weight is maintained within a healthy range so have a chat to your doctor your healthcare provider if that's a concern for you okay so now let's talk about some controllables some things that we might be able to do to help control or manage our diastasis so constipation's a big one so straining on the toilet by having constipation it's thought to increase your intra-abdominal pressure it's thought to place your ligament under extra strain so if you do notice you've got constipation go and have a chat to your GP or your healthcare provider and see if you can manage that as much as possible and also if you do have constipation really do try not to strain there's a whole lot of things we can do to help manage our bowels and that includes going when you've got the urge so don't ignore that urge if you get that urge go for it relaxing on the toilet getting into a nice position so you might want to pop your feet up on a stool to get your knees higher than your hips particularly if you're short and you're on a very high toilet and then really relaxing your pelvic floor taking some nice deep breaths so if you're noticing a straining and got that constipation go and have a chat to your gp the second thing we might be out of control after birth i always say to my mums when they're pregnant let's get out of the habit of lifting your toddler while you're still pregnant as much as possible and I know this isn't always possible but while you're pregnant if you can brainstorm with your partner all the times that you need to lift your toddler and even if you can reduce them by 20% or 50% that's amazing and if you can get into that habit then it's not so much of a shock to the system for your toddler when you come home with a newborn baby and you're not suddenly saying to them sorry I can't lift you because hopefully you're already in a bit of a habit so whether or not you need to get some of those lightweight steps to move around the house from the bathroom so they can help themselves get in and out the bath or on and off the change table that sort of thing so have a brainstorm with your partner how can you reduce that lifting as much as possible and as I said I've got three kids I totally know sometimes it's not possible you sometimes if you're in the middle of a supermarket and your toddler's having a tantrum sometimes you just need to get them out of there <laughs> so for those first six weeks that's really when most of the natural resolution of your 
diastasis occurs. So that's when most of the natural healing occurs. So this is when we really want to be letting our body rest as much as possible. So avoiding lifting of the toddler, avoiding heavy lifting of the laundry, the wet washing can be really heavy, all those household tasks, but also getting the pram in and out of the car, the capsule, Really, if we can, in the first six to ten weeks, try to lift nothing heavier than our newborn, whether or not you've had a cesarean or a vaginal delivery, I really do that feel that helps with so many different areas, whether or not it's your pelvic floor recovery, your abdominal recovery, all those sorts of things. The next thing is, in those early stages, trying to avoid high-load abdominal exercises. So I don't mean don't do sit-ups forever and ever, or don't do planks forever, but Perhaps during those first six to eight weeks, we want to be reducing the load on our tummy muscles. So instead of doing a sit-up to get out of bed, it might be more comfortable for you to do a log roll. And I know personally, when I felt my abs was that week after childbirth, I loved doing the log roll to get out of bed. So a log roll, if you're listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's where you roll onto your side and then you push up with your hands at the same time as you swing your legs over. So it's like you're staying like a log. You're staying in that straight position. It's easier. It puts less pressure through the abs as well. So I sometimes have had women come to me at 10 months postpartum or 12 months postpartum saying, oh, I've been told not to ever do sit-ups or planks because I've got a dram. Like This is where I believe research is changing and it's developing and it's quite exciting. And I do teach how to do sit-ups from an early stage postpartum. I teach how to do sit-ups in a controlled manner and in a way that's not going to put a lot of extra pressure through this area. So it is a bit of a contentious area, but I would say if you're unsure about what exercises to do, go and chat to your trusted healthcare professional, whether or not that's a women's health physio or come and join us inside Fitness Mama so you can get some help in that area. Okay, so we've talked about the controllables. We've talked about constipation. We've talked about heavy lifting. The other thing is coughing. Coughing can put a lot of extra pressure through this abdominal area. So if you do have a chronic cough or asthma, go and get it checked out with your GP. Okay, so this is where inside the membership, I would then teach my mums how to check their abdominal muscle separation. So I do feel... By learning how to check your abdominal muscle separation, it never takes away from the benefits of that face-to-face consultation. So if you've got any questions or concerns, do go and have that postnatal check with your women's health physio so that they can check your separation in detail. But I do feel knowledge of power. I think it's great for women to have an awareness and understanding of their own tummy. So I do teach inside Fitness Mama. I teach my mums how to check their own abdominal muscle separation so they can monitor it firstly. But secondly, if they've got concerns, then they can go and seek treatment or seek help and opinion. So there's lots of benefits why it'd be great to know how to assess your own abdominal muscle separation. So I can't obviously do this on a podcast, but essentially it involves becoming familiar with how it feels when you're both resting, so lying on your back, but also when you're doing a little sit-up. I like to teach my members to work out how long their 
diastases, how wide it is and how deep it feels as well. It's not all about the width. It's not all about how wide your abdominal muscle separation is. It's also really important to know the other measures, like how strong your tummy muscles are, like how, how strong is your overall core? What's your functioning like? It's not a simple measure. This measurement we use in conjunction with a whole lot of other information. And it's not just about how wide it is. It's about how you're managing as a whole. Okay, so once we are aware of how to measure it, and once you're controlling the controllables, the next stage is to get onto some postnatal rehab. Because as I just said, it's not about how wide it is, but it's about your muscles functioning as a whole. I remember in my 20s as a young physio, I met through work, there was this awesome physio, Lisa, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. We did flying trapeze together. It was during my crazy years as a 20-year-old. And this physio at the time, she'd had a couple of children and she had a two centimeter diastasis. And I remember her showing me and I had a feel of it because, you know, that's what we do as physios when we're hanging out together. She had a six pack. She was doing flying trapeze. She was horse riding. It wasn't bothering her in the slightest. So I guess out of today's episode, this is just what I want to get across. It's, it's not about how wide it is. It's about how strong you are, how you're feeling. Like, because you've got a small diastasis doesn't mean that you can't do what X, Y, and Z. It might mean that you need to rehab and gradually get there and work on your core strength and your stability, but it shouldn't stop you from doing what you love to do. So I want to bust a few myths now, some common things that I get asked about. So the first thing is sometimes women are given the false impression that because they don't have a diastasis after birth, that they're strong and they can get back to doing what they want when they want. But even if you haven't got a diastasis within those first few days, like sometimes women do heal over quite quickly, but that's just one measure. As I said before, your diastasis, that's just how your ligaments are and how your connective tissue is. Your tummy muscles are still being stretched and you've still had a baby in there for nine months. And that postnatal rehab is equally important, in my opinion, whether or not you do or you don't have a diastasis. So that's my first tip is don't worry so much about your DRAM or your abdominal muscle separation. Let's actually focus on your rehab instead. Okay, the second thing I often get asked about is women say, I've had my abdominal muscle separation for years now. There's nothing I can do. So it is true that most natural resolution happens in those first six to eight weeks. But if you've had your diastasis recta for years, my question would be how much postnatal rehab have you done? Because sure, we might not get much improvement in the actual size or the width of your diastasis but if we can improve your overall strength of your tummy muscles your core your pelvic floor general body strength and your function as a whole that's awesome and you can improve your strength whether or not you're a few months postnatal or a few years postnatal so true you might not be able to improve the size but we want to 
improve all those other measures that we talked about. Okay, and then some women are worried once they've had their baby in those first few days, I've got an abdominal muscle separation, it's going to stay forever. Okay, let's really try to rest as much as possible in these first six to eight weeks. Your tummy muscles, they're a bit like an elastic band that's been stretched throughout your whole pregnancy. We want that natural resolution to happen, that natural recoil to occur as much as possible. So let's let those first, in those first six to eight weeks, let's let that natural recovery happen as much as possible. You might want to wear abdominal muscle support. So there's heaps out there on the market, whether or not it's something like tubic grip, Oh, there's so many brands on the market now. So there's SRC, Solidea, Target have some great ones, Kmart. So there are heaps. And I don't believe there's any research to show that one is better than the other. It's more of a comfort thing for you. And abdominal support, it's actually a whole topic unto itself. So if you would like me to talk more about abdominal support and do an episode on that, can you please send me a message on Instagram at Fitness Mama? Because I'd be happy to do an episode if that's of interest to you. So let me know. I think that has covered pretty much everything I wanted to cover today. But when to seek help? First of all, if you've got any concerns about your abdominal muscle separation, go and have that professional assessment and treatment I'm sure it will be really reassuring to be given a bit of an action plan if your abdominal muscle separation does feel really deep or really wide or it's not improving despite doing rehab you might want to go and get an opinion don't delay go and get it checked out if in doubt check it out and if there's any pain or discomfort definitely go and get it checked out And if you've got any associated back pain or pelvic floor issues, definitely go and get it checked out. Or if despite everything that I've told you today, you're still really unsure or you're concerned at all, go and have a chat to your women's health physio and maybe your GP too. So ladies, if you've had your baby, be reassured that it's really common to have an abdominal muscle separation. Secondly, it's not the be all and end all and Thirdly, maybe you need to have a think about what sort of postnatal rehab you can do to really help your overall abdominal muscle function and strength and help support that recovery as much as possible. So that's it, ladies, in a nutshell. Hopefully that was helpful for you or useful. Let me know if there's any questions at all. Send me a message on Instagram at fitnessmama. And if you like this episode, If you could leave me a rating and a review, that would be amazing. It really helps with the podcast being found by other women who it might really help. And yeah, it helps those the algorithm gods in the podcast world. So that would be amazing if you could leave a rating and review. So just go to your favorite or wherever you listen to the podcast, scroll all the way down and you should see where the stars are and where you can leave the review. So that's it, ladies. Thanks for joining me today. Everything I mentioned will be in the show notes at fitnessmama.com forward slash podcast, including how to do that quick pregnancy quiz that I talked to you about. Have a fabulous day, everyone, and I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. 
Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember, an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.